Good morning. Here we are in Genesis 14. And we have the story of Lot, who went towards Sodom, is now finding himself in trouble early. The full revelation of the problems of Sodom and Gomorrah will come yet in the future. But here there are countries and kings that are going to war with one another. And Lot is going to get caught up in that since he is down in Sodom. And indeed, Sodom gets defeated. And Lot, along with some of those from Sodom, get carried off with the victorious military. And Abram hears about this from a fugitive who ran from the battle, apparently. And Abram now is going to feel led to go ahead and and get Lot and rescue him. And quite a, a, you know, risky thing to do. I mean, after a military just defeats their enemy, drags off the people, now Abram, who's not, you know, it's not a full country or a full military, but he does have uh, apparently 318 fighting men. They go in after Lot to to save Lot. So, a courageous thing, a dangerous thing, and it's quite remarkable that Abram has success in going ahead and getting Lot from the trouble that he was in. Now, after that happens, we have something very unique in Scripture that takes place that ends up having real significance as we move later into the New Testament, and we will cover this now to a certain extent, and then when we get into the book of Hebrews later in this journey through the Bible, we'll touch on it even more. But after Abraham has this incredible victory, this is what happens in verse 17. Then after he came back from striking down Chedorlaomer and the kings who were with him, that was the, the, the king that took Sodom, the king of Sodom went out to meet him, Abraham, at the valley of Shiva. That is the king's valley. And here we have this person, this priest, first mentioned in the scriptures. And it says in verse 18, And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. Now he was priest of God Most High. So a priest shows up with bread and wine, as we'll see, to bless. Abram after this victory of rescuing Lot. And it's interesting that Melchizedek's name means righteousness, king of righteousness. And he came from Salem. You might recognize the last part of that uh, as Jerusalem. And Salem means peace. So he is the king of righteousness, Melchizedek, who comes from peace. So he's the king of righteousness and peace. And he brought out bread and wine. Isn't that interesting? Bread and wine, almost like communion, right? This king of righteousness from Salem brings out bread and wine. Now, he was priest of the God Most High. Now, this is the first time we hear of someone with the title priest. And it says of God Most High. And it's trying to let us know in the scripture here, it's going to mention this several times, that this is the true God. This is the true God Most High, the one that Abram was building altars to, 
that Melchizedek is a priest of that same king. So after he brings out bread and wine, the priest of God most high, then he blessed him and said, so Melchizedek is blessing Abram. Blessed be Abram of God most high, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be God most high, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. So Melchizedek gives this blessing on behalf of God to Abram. Then he, and this is Abram now, gave him a tenth of all. He he gave a, a tenth, he gave a tithe, and recognized this priest as the true priest of God Most High. And Abraham gives him a tenth, meaning he's honoring him as that priest. So, very interesting. We wouldn't not learn from this in Genesis what this all means, but as we were to look ahead in the scriptures, we learn more. So, first of all, let's go to Psalm 110. And this is a psalm of David that also refers to Jesus. And this is quoted in the New Testament in other places. So listen to what it says in verse 1. Yahweh says to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies as a footstool footstool for your feet. And that's brought in as referring to Jesus, that one day the enemies are going to be as a footstool for his feet. And then listen to what it says in verse 4 of Psalm 110. Yahweh has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. So this prophetic psalm is talking about Jesus. And it's saying that Yahweh... God, Most High, has sworn and will not change his mind, you are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. It's beginning to tell us, although, of course, in Psalms, they wouldn't have known yet that this referred specifically to Jesus, but now we do know. And it's telling us that Jesus is going to come from the priesthood of Melchizedek. If we were to move all the way forward now, to briefly take a look at this. Now, it's mentioned several times in the book of Hebrews, and we're not going to have a chance to to uh, go through the entire teaching um, on this. But listen to this. Chapter 7 of Hebrews. For this Mel- Melchizedek, king of Salem, which we've already read, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham as he was returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him, to whom also Abraham apportioned a tenth part of all, was first of all, by the translation of his name, king of righteousness. It's telling us that this was his name, Melchizedek. And then king of Salem, which is king of peace. Without father, without mother, without genealogy, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like the Son of God, he remains a priest continually. And what you won't find about Melchizedek is where he came from, like his lineage in the author of Hebrews here is telling us that that Melchizedek had no beginning and he's kind of like a priest that showed up in the midst of the world and 
because he had no beginning or end, this priest, Jesus' priesthood will, will never have an end. So now observe how great this man, Melchizedek, was, to whom Abraham, the patriarch, gave a tenth of the spoils. And those indeed of the sons of Levi who received the priest's office have a commitment in the law to collect a tenth from the people, that is, from their brothers, although these are descendants from Aaron, Abraham, excuse me. But the one whose genealogy is not traced from them had collected a tenth from Abraham and blessed the one who had the prop promises. Abram's the one who had the promise that a nation would come from him and that God promised him to give him Israel. So listen to this. Uh, later on in the scriptures, we're going to find that God creates the law and gives the law through Moses. And at that same time that we're getting the law, we also get a priesthood in the family of the Levites, the Levite tribe ends up being the tribe in which priests are going to come from. And we'll see that in the not too distant future after we go through the book of Exodus. But from then on, the priesthood was a Levitical priesthood and it was based on the law. Well, this priesthood that comes from Melchizedek, this first priest who shows up in the Bible, comes before there ever was Moses, before there ever was a law, and before there ever was a Levitical priesthood. And, and later on in the New Testament, there's a wrestling that's taking place. Like, hey, in order to come to Jesus, do we need to become a Jew first? Do we need to uh, fall in line under the Levitical priesthood and the law and all the Jewish laws? And what the author of Hebrews is telling us is, know that we don't because we have a better covenant that goes back to the Abrahamic covenant that essentially at the church has now been ushered into the family of God through Abraham and that Abraham had a different priesthood that came from this Melchizedek that was way before the law ever existed. So it's basically making an argument or making it a case that as believers in Jesus, we don't fall under the Old Testament law or the Levitical priesthood because we come from a better priesthood that came before the priesthood of the Levites, and that's the priesthood of Melchizedek, which leads to Jesus. And because Melchizedek was a priest forever, Jesus is a priest forever. And so these are some of the lessons we're beginning to learn from Melchizedek. I, for some of you, man, that might be a, a lot to grasp. Perhaps you haven't um, studied Melchizedek prior, but this is where it comes from, Genesis 14. And there's so much more to learn, but ultimately the, the, the neat thing about it is we don't need a priest like you'll see priests in the Catholic Church today. We don't need a Levitical priest like you saw in the Old Testament. In fact, we've been made a kingdom of priests to minister on behalf of our God. And our priesthood comes not through the Catholic priesthood. Our priesthood comes not through the Levitical priesthood. Our priesthood comes through Jesus and essentially through this original priesthood of Melchizedek. Um, pretty interesting, pretty neat to see how richly tied together the scriptures are. So we will touch on this more as the Bible goes on. 
uh, and get into even greater detail, but this is our orientation into it. So, and the king of Sodom, verse 21, then said to Abram, give the people to me, but take possession, but take the possessions for yourself. So the Sodom who was rescued, king of Sodom who was rescued with Lot, is saying, wants to reward Abram for rescuing him. Then Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have raised my hand to Yahweh, God most high, possessor of heaven and earth, that I will not take a thread or a sandal strap or anything that is yours, so that you would not say, I have made Abraham rich. I will take nothing except what the young men have eaten and the share of the men who went with me. So Abram, I think, already knowing the wickedness of Sodom, God's giving Abram wisdom here to not take any of the spoils from this military victory. It's as though he doesn't want to have any association with the king of Sodom at all. Like, I don't want to be tied to you whatsoever. I don't want you to say somehow you were, you blessed me. I don't want to have anything to do with you. And, um, you know, there's a, there's a time and a place for that, right? I think, uh, we have to be careful. We do who we associate with, who we link ourselves to. And Abram already knowing that Sodom was evil, just does not want to have anything to do with Sodom moving forward. He doesn't want his great name and the name that God's creating through Abram to be tied to Sodom. And, and that's good because Sodom in the not too distant future is about to be destroyed because of their sinfulness. So, there we have Genesis 14, uh, uh, a lot of richness in the scripture here. And uh, may we continue to learn about our priesthood going back to really Jesus and Melchizedek and not the Jewish law nor Catholicism, but a eternal kingdom priesthood through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's important. It's important that we see ourselves that way. We don't have to fulfill the role of a Catholic priest or Levitical priest, but we do want to fulfill the role of being God's kingdom priests and essentially living to serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Um, So may we embrace our role on this earth of uh, living for Jesus. Um, God bless you all.